Welcome. This is the Real Estate Investing Mastery Podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Real Estate Investing Mastery Podcast. Glad you're here. And we got a special episode today. Let me first first tell you guys, if you've not been to our website, go to realestateinvestingmastery.com and check it out. We've got a fast cash survival kit. And we also have a brand new wholesaling 101 mind map that teaches you kind of the basic simple steps of how to wholesale a deal from beginning to end without all the fluff, without all the fat, just the pure basics of everything that's needed. And it's pretty cool and straightforward and I'm excited about it. And it's all completely free. It's called the Wholesaling 101 Mind Map. So go check that out. You can also get your hands on that mind map and the videos that we did and the transcripts of us walking through the video by texting the word FLIP to 313131. So again, if you text the word FLIP, F-L-I-P, to 313131, the system uh, magically will send you another link and you click that and you give us some information and we'll get to do the mind map. So it's a pretty cool resource. I know you'll like it. Um, and also you can go there to get show notes. If you like the show, if you like these calls, I'm getting great feedback on them. So please leave a review in iTunes. Let us know what you think and I'd uh, appreciate it. So today got a special guest on this show. This is the, uh, the series, the podcast coaching call series where um, I do my best to kind of talk to somebody about their business, kind of where they are now, where they want to be, and what are some of the challenges they're facing. And maybe we can tackle one or two of those challenges and help them along their business. And so hopefully maybe some of you can get some help and some advice along the way as well. So today we have on the phone with me, Jeff Rappaport. Did I pronounce your last name right, Jeff? You did very well. Ah, yes. <laughs> So Jeff, um, how, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Where are you and what kind of business do you have right now? So I'm out of Utah and I've been investing in real estate since 2000. I started off uh, an infomercial and some training and started with nothing and built pretty good sized business in 2006 and seven, got involved in some development, some land, commercial, high-end renovations, and uh, my timing wasn't exactly right. Ended up losing everything in the crash. Actually got out of real estate for two and a half years and got back in. And actually, when I got back in, I started in your coaching program back then. And now I've built basically a wholesaling business all over again. Nice. We work in both Utah and Idaho and soon to be Washington. Hmm, Washington State, right? Correct. Okay. And um, talk a little bit about your business now. Are you, um, do you keep it lean and mean or do you have, what does your business look like? So um, right now we have five people that work within our business. And then we have 24 people that we work with as apprentices. So the five, uh, we are actually just in the middle. I mean, in the next couple of days, we are creating a partnership 
where I am bringing on a partner. And um, he has been working with us for about nine, 10 months now and started out as an apprentice and did some marketing and then taught him how to pre-screen sellers and do acquisitions. And he's been great. And so we're, I'm bringing him on as a partner. Um, we have a dispositions manager that's Rebecca and she is, um, not only, uh, one of my partners, but also my significant other. And then we have two others, Muhammad and Jason. They both became apprentices, worked with us for about a year. And now we've hired them full time. One is our transaction coordinator and the other is our seller sales intake manager, lead manager. Okay, so you yeah. got about staff of five, and they're all in yes. Utah, is that right? Correct. Okay, and the apprentices that you have, you're training them to go out and get deals for you and bring them to you, is that right? Yeah, so we have a, a pretty, um, we, we developed this program, and basically what it was is I've done some training on my own 10 plus years ago, and I love teaching. Teaching was great. What I didn't love was how big my business grew and I had to delegate some things and it got a little bit out of control. So when I got back into real estate, we didn't have any money. I wanted to figure out a way where I could combine the teaching where we could also start generating leads, you know, marketing wise without having to spend a lot of money. So we developed a program basically where um, we teach new investors how to generate leads and how to pre-screen sellers, where to go and find those leads and how to create them with the philosophy that if you become good at that, you can always make money in this business rather than becoming overwhelmed with all the other details. Let's focus and get you good at doing something and that something will get you paid. And they bring us the leads. We try to generate the deals. When we do, they get paid a significant amount of money. And in return, every two weeks, we do a conference call training where we actually teach, you know, how to become a wholesaler. Okay, good. So there's some training component involved, but you're also partnering with them on deals. What percent of yeah. your volume, I'm just curious, for deal volume, what percent of your deal volume comes from the apprentices or your students? Last year, it was about a third. Okay, good. Do you find... Um, because I'm just curious from a personal standpoint, when you tell them, hey, we'll partner with you on deals, is it difficult for them to bring you the deals? Because if you're training them on how to do it, you know, do they, can they just do it on their own? So the, the initial training to, to get in our program is basically how to go find the deals and not to, to structure the deals. So we do a lot of creative financing okay. as well as our cash offers. Yeah, we love wholesaling lease options and owner financing. And so we structure a lot of different things that way. Yeah. So we, we, we don't try to go into that much detail. What we're trying to do is how to create lists, how to get in front of a seller, what kind of questions to ask that seller to gather the information that we need to make the offers. Then we make the offers we try to negotiate the deal and close the deal. And then we sell the deal. So really their their focus is to generate those leads and pre-screen those sellers. And at that point we take over and any leads that they generate belong to them. So if they want to pursue it themselves, they're more than welcome to do so. 
most of them, actually the vast, vast majority of them bring those leads to us so that we can do what we do. And there's no commitment. So yeah, they can work with us as long as they like, or they can go off on their own and do their own thing. We've certainly had a few that have done that. So it works really well because I, I, I really want to be working with the people that need the support and the training. When they feel like they've had enough, then they go off on their own. And otherwise, you know, we hire them. Uh, if they're really good, we want to keep those people. So nice. we try to incorporate them into our own business. Nice. Okay, good. Can you talk numbers? What um, kind of revenue have you seen in the last year? And um, where, do you, where do you want to take that? So we did about $600,000 gross last year. We did about 36 or 7 deals. About 11 or 12 of them came from our apprentices. How many deals uh, total again? 37, I believe. Okay. Which doesn't sound like a very big number, but the first 6 months of 2018, we did 7. So, um oh. We did the balance, so 30 in the last six months. So okay. we, we had some issues getting going and got that figured out and ended the year well. So, where, um, were, your, where were most of your deals coming from? Uh, in terms of marketing? Yes. Uh-huh. So two, only two things. We only did two, well, uh, let's call it three things. One was our apprentice program. One is direct mail. And the third one would be joint ventures. Okay. Very cool. And then so we didn't uh, do a whole lot of marketing. Do you and, and your main market is Utah, Salt Lake City? Is that right? Utah and Idaho are our main markets, and we are just breaking into Washington. Okay. And do you um, are you are you targeting just the big cities in? Idaho and, 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 and Utah, or are you kind of targeting? Them? No, no, actually. So in Utah, uh, pretty much the main cities, the main counties, but we've dealt in some of the smaller ones in Idaho. We're all over. Actually, we do quite a bit in some of the smaller cities like Pocatello and Idaho Falls. We've had really good success with those areas. Do you feel like there's not as much competition and that could be one good reason why? So there's a lot of competition in Utah, no doubt. Less competition in Idaho, but still plenty of investors. The reason that I like some of the smaller cities is that we do a lot of income type properties. So multifamily, apartments, and uh, the, the cash flow is just really good in those smaller cities. You don't get the same appreciation the cash flow is great. You can't find the same cash flow. You know, Joe, you being in the Midwest, you, you know about great cash flow, but in Utah and like Boise, you're just not getting those same kind of numbers. But in some of those smaller cities, you, you actually can get those really good numbers. Yeah. Interesting. Okay, good. So Jeff, what are some of your challenges right now? So we're, we're in the growth mode. Growth. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was going to say, give me one or two challenges. But you said growth. So, yeah. So we're, we're growing. We're, we're, like I said, creating a partnership. We have two really big wholesalers here in Utah. And we want to, we want to be their competition. 
So we want to take our $600,000 gross that we made in 2017. We want to make it $2.5 million in 2018. And we want to do it very quickly. So we want to grow and maintain a very swift growth, but at the same time, not grow so fast that we can't handle what we're dealing with. Okay. Let me ask you why, Jeff. Why do you want to grow and be that big? Mostly because, Joe, you know, I, I, I built a pretty good business when I was younger, but I lost everything. And I actually have a birthday coming up in a few weeks and I'll be 50 years old. And, you know, I feel like there's a sense of urgency to, to build my bank account, my retirement account, start working toward leaving my legacy that, you know, time's now. I, I, I don't have time to waste. Okay. So why you, the two two and a half million? Why that number? Well, um, because I think it's realistic, and you know, what what we like to do is break down our numbers, look at what we feel like we can do, what we average per deal, what that would mean in terms of generation of leads, and we just think that that is it's a lofty goal, but it's it's achievable. And to be honest, I I'd be very happy if we fall just short of that. If we fall in the two million to you know two point five million, I'd still be happy. But I also feel like you got to push yourself, and if you don't, you, you just don't achieve what you're looking to achieve. Okay. Can I suggest something to you? Absolutely. You can totally blow me off if you want. <laughs> I think you need a better why. Okay. I don't think it's good enough. Okay. You know, when it gets hard and you're getting stressed because now you've got three times the lead volume, three times the deal volume, three times the headaches, three times the hassles, you know, is it yep. really worth it? You know, like, cause I get this a lot when I'm talking to people that want to get into real estate, how much do you want to make a year or how much do you want to make a month? I want to make a million dollars. Well, why? Well, you know, if you really break down, it's just kind of like, eh, it's a good round number. Why not? And it's very rare to see somebody with that kind of an answer or that kind of a why succeed. I just think there needs to be okay. a reason for that why. And you don't have to tell me what it is, but I challenge you to think about it. Like, you know, I don't know if you have a family or kids and all that, but, you know. I do. Okay, so how old are your kids? 16. Okay. For me, let me just put it in my perspective. I could say I want to make a three, I want to do $3 million a year and I could, but I know that my why isn't big enough for that because it's, if I, my goal is to make 3,000, 3 million, it wouldn't be for my kids. It would be just because that sounds like a good number. And I know if the, how hard I would have to work to make $3 million, I would, wouldn't get to see my kids that much. You know, I wouldn't get to see my wife that much and I wouldn't, but if my three, if my why for making $3 million was that, I don't know, like I'm just throwing something crazy out there. Like let's say my kid had some kind of heart condition or kidney disease and I didn't Uh have insurance and I had to make $3 million to get his health. Then man, you know, know, I'm going to make, I'm going to make every effort. And when it gets hard, I'm going to bust through those obstacles because I'm going to make $3 million. Yep. 
I, and I totally understand. I, I'm a big why person. Actually, we do a lot of that type of training with our apprentices. Sure. And the, my why is a lot more detailed. And there are some things that, first of all, I don't want to work three times as much. That, yeah. that, that is absolutely not the goal. Right. Actually, the goal is, is to get back some time that I'm already giving up. Because, uh, you know, maybe it's hard for people in general to understand, but when you built something and you had the, the lifestyle of the, you know, I, would, I wouldn't say rich and famous, but, you know, very comfortable lifestyle, lived in a nice house, had the nice cars, everything was exactly the way that you wanted it to be, and then you lose it all. And when I say lose it all, I mean, I, I was... I was so close to being homeless that um, even now I think about it, you know, five years later, six years later, and I wonder how I wasn't. And those are the kinds of things that drive me. And I feel like I lost out on time. And really what the goal is, is to get back that time. And it's not by working more so I can generate more money. It's that I, I want to generate more money so I can pay people so I can get back my time. Okay. If that makes sense. Sure. So let's, I'm kind of thinking along the lines of life and air. Have you heard me talk about life and air before? Yeah. For some reason that sounds familiar, but I'm not exactly sure what it is. It's a, it's a, one of my coaches and mentors from originally back in the day. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. In Boise and Idaho. No, that's that's a different guy. That's, that's oh, okay. more marketing. This this is a guy who lives in Wisconsin. His name is Steve Cook. He was a big time okay. wholesaler in Baltimore, Maryland, in late nineties, early two thousands, and then he moved from Baltimore to Wisconsin or something. But he was one of the biggest wholesalers in the country. He had a huge website called flippinghomes.com, which is kind of like was the bigger pockets back then. Um, okay flippinghomes.com. But anyway, he, um, he had a lot of people coming up to him and asking him, Hey, will you teach me how to be a millionaire? And he thought, you know, there's more to this thing than just making a million bucks. Like, again, he kind of went back to the why, but then he started thinking about, you know what? It's really more about life. You know, it's not about the money. It's about life, having a good life, having a yep. good, having really your why dialed in. So he created this whole concept called life in air. And, uh, it's, it's something that I've been a part of. I'm, I used to be in their coaching program, and I've been out of it for a couple of years now. But the concept is really, really simple. The idea is you create a vision for your life. And you say, man, if money wasn't an object, this is what I would want to do. And you write it down, and you put it on a calendar, and you put numbers to it. It may be I want to go out with my wife date night once a week. I want to take six vacations a year for a week each. Or you want to take a three-month trip around Europe. I, you know, And I want to have passive income of 10,000. Like if you had zero debt, so forget about debt, what kind of passive monthly income would you need to support that lifestyle or that vision? You know, you want to maybe do some hobbies, you want to do some philanthropy and charity or whatever it is, and you write all that down and you create a vision for what your life would look like. Then after that, you create a business around your life. Most of us, most of us have it backwards. We have our business first and life just kind of fits in around that, right? 
Yep. Right? Kind yep. of fixing the gas. What happens then, especially if you're an entrepreneur? Well, then you start working 10, 12 hour days. You yep. don't see your wife. You don't see your kid till late at night. And it's just for dinner real quick. And then they go to bed or whatever. And then you go back to work. But then if you had, if you reverse that and make that vision the center for your life, no matter what it is, I'm not trying to give any values to you, but like whatever your values are, and then build a business around that, you may find that two and a half million dollars, you don't really need a two and a half million dollar business. If what's most important to you is spending a lot of time with your wife, your kids, singular kid, I mean, or traveling, (laughs) maybe you could design a business where like, pay off your debts and then you only need to make like 10 or 20 grand a month. And then you can take those six vacations a year. You can, you can go do whatever you have in your vision and you don't really need as much money as you thought you did. Uh, it, it sounds, oh yeah. And it sounds awesome. And actually, you know, knowing enough about you, it's really clear to me that, you got a lot out of this because you are about traveling and spending time with your family. And it's certainly something that I'll, I will give some thought to. Um, oh, that'd be, that, I, I would really encourage you to do that because I know so many people. I've seen this Jeff over and over again. Like I'm in some high level masterminds with people that had huge businesses that were doing three, four, $10 million a year but were completely burnt out. Their kids, they didn't know who their kids were. They they had a horrible relationship with their wife. They took no time off. They were completely stressed. From the outside, you look at them and they're successful, but inside, man, they're a miserable wreck. I had one guy I used to look really up to. He was in the real estate business space. And this is when I was, I just got back from Prague. I spent two months in Prague. This was the first time we went with our family. And uh, he was asking me about my business. And he said, what do you do? And I was like, I was so excited to get to talk to this guy. You know, that's how much I looked up to him. Uh-huh. And he was saying, wow, you're like, you serious? You actually left your office? And I said, well, I don't have an office. And he said, what? <laughs> and, he said, and he said, how much do you make again? And I told him and I t- he asked me, what was your net? And I told him what my net was. Even though he was making more money than me, my net was more than his, double than his, double sure. because I had a lot less yeah. overhead. And he said to me yeah. something that was so profound or blew me away, really. He said, listen, I would trade you for your business in a heartbeat. It's like, what? <laughs> Are you kidding me? I said to him. And he said, yeah. I said, wow. And did you know Sam Walton, guy who started Walmart, one yeah. of the most wealthiest businessmen in the world, his last words were, I blew it. His wife, his kids hated him. And he said, I blew it. Nobody dies and says, man, I wish I would have spent more time in the office. I wish we would have made more. No. So no. I just want to challenge you with that. There's, you know, if you go to Amazon, you can get life in air. They wrote a book called life in air instead of millionaire. It's life on air. Sure. Check it out, pick it up. Um, these guys do come at it from a faith angle, but um, they, they, they don't shove it down people's throats. And you, you these concepts will apply to you no matter what religious persuasion you're at. But it's just a different way to look at your business. So I would, I would challenge you with that, first of all. Does that make sense? I will do it. Yep. Okay, cool. Because what I would suggest you do is look, like, look at your monthly expenses. And, and by the way, let me say this too. If you want to avoid the disaster that you had back in 2008, 
which I can relate. Uh, I wasn't almost homeless, but some days it sure felt like it. I mean, I had the carpet uh, yep. pulled out from under me. We were facing foreclosure on our home, and my wife didn't even know it, Jeff, until yeah. we got the knock on the door. It was like, man, it was such a disaster. It was horrible. Yep, I can relate. It stresses me out just thinking about it. But you know what it was? <laughs> it was debt. Now, I'm not big on like good debt, bad debt, or like all debt is bad or whatever. You got to make that decision for yourself. But I've never met anybody who went into foreclosure or bankruptcy or who was arrested for mortgage fraud, who got in trouble with the, social, the Securities and Exchange Commission, et cetera, who was debt-free. I never met anybody who got, got in trouble during the financial crisis, which will happen again sometime. Yeah. That, that was debt-free. Do you know what I'm saying? So, yep, I agree. If you had zero debt, you'd be shocked at how little money you need to live really, really comfortably and nice. I, and I, I, it's basically why I'm a wholesaler now, mostly because yeah. I had lots of debt before, and I have no debt or very little debt right now. And I'm more risk averse now than I was back then. There's no question. Yeah. And I, I, I do better this way. Um, if there was a crash now, I feel confident no matter what, I will adapt. Back then, I had no idea. It hit so fast yeah. that uh, I was just in the wrong place at the wrong time. Yeah. That, I totally get it. I had like 16 properties that I was way over leveraged on and completely underwater. I thought, you know, at the time, $100, $200 a month in cash flow was good. <laughs> I just need to get yep. 50, 60 of these properties and I'll be doing great. But yep. one vacancy for a couple months completely wipes out all of your savings for that. But anyway, you get what yep. I'm saying. I, I want to challenge you to think different. But, you know, what? maybe your goal could be personally for yourself. By the way, make sure your goals, if you run this business, if you're the boss, make sure that the goals benefit you. I mean, like, I know you don't want to be like that jerk boss who only thinks of themselves, but like, don't make sure you're not caving into the pressure to make a big business just so you can support the people that are working for you. Does that make sense? Sure. Yep. I totally agree. You got to make sure it's, it works for you. So maybe, you know, if you look at this and you think, well, you look at your numbers, you create the vision for your life and you figure, you know what? I only need like 15 grand a month to live really high on the hog. So 15 grand a month, let me just get my calculator out here. I mean, you could live super nice on 15 grand a month and you could probably make that in your sleep. All the, you know, the experience that you have and the deals, that's only $180,000 a year. Right. Okay. Now let's say you could take some of these profits over the next year and start buying some really good solid B class rentals that are cash flowing $500 a month, right? So how many properties would you need then? That's 30. So you would need 30 homes. So maybe, maybe it's your goal to uh, free and clear have over the next year to buy two and a half homes a month, free and clear rental properties, like good solid ones that you're not going to have to like worry about bad tenants and I, I think I'm being conservative here with $500 a month. I mean, you should be making more than that, but I'm talking like 
Oh, on a free and clear property? Absolutely. We'll in either market that we're in. Yes. Yeah. Or it could be, maybe it's notes. You create notes and you start lending. You know, whatever it is, like, you know what your monthly nut is that you have to crack each month. And you, you design a business that helps you get there and get those properties. But you should be able to do that in the next couple of years. Don't, don't uh, yeah, there would be no doubt in my mind that we could do that. Yeah. All right. Anything, uh, anything else you want to talk about? I know I didn't solve the entire, all of the world's problems. <laughs> it's there. been, it's been enlightening. So, um, I'm always looking to learn and think, and, uh, you've created a reason to, to think about some things. I appreciate that. That's really, that's all I could have really hoped for, for, from this call. Well, good, Jeff. Good. I mean, the tactics are secondary. You know, you, you know how to do it. You just need to do more of it. You know, the marketing, you need to do more of it. You, the, you know, if you yep. need virtual assistance, if you need more deals, just do more marketing, go into more markets, train yep. more people. And you, you, maybe you have a real gift. It sounds like you do of teaching and coaching. So you could look at this and think, well, you know, if I need to make 15 grand a month, maybe half of that could come from passive income and real estate deals or, you know, cash flow. And the other half could come from coaching. And if you could just sign up one or two apprentices a month, you can make that goal. And then pretty soon you got a great business. You're only working 20, 30 hours a week. And uh, you're enjoying the retirement lifestyle now. You don't need to work right. 65, 70 before you do that. And I do not want to. Yeah. All right. Well, cool. And I, I'd encourage you to talk about this with your wife too. I mean, the go through that book, Life and Air. They do like these workshops and I don't even know where to tell you how to get, find out where they do workshops at. But Sean is the guy that works with Steve Cook and they do these uh, Life and Air workshops. And it's funny, this... <laughs> The more I do these kind of coaching podcast calls, the more I talk about life in there. And I should probably get Sean on some of these calls with me. To, to talk that sounds about. like you should. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Jeff. What are the uh, what are one or two things you're you're taking away from this that you're going to start implementing or looking and, and start thinking more deeply about? I'm gonna I'm gonna look at what's best for me and build my business based on that rather yeah. than um, what I think it needs to be. Uh, I want it to be what is best for me. And yes. what I really need to do is look at what the true goals are for myself and then um, figure that out and what's the best and most efficient way to get there. Nice. Do you think it might be less than two and a half million a year? I don't know, but at the very least, it's it's going to make me think about how I'm trying to get there. Because really, the goal is not for me to work 50, 60, 80 hours a week. I mean, that that's not the goal. Whether it remains at that $2.5 million or, or it's modified is probably the least important aspect of the whole thing. Um, it's more about how do I get to the place that I want to go? And, um, and what does that actually mean? So if I can figure that out, which, you know, I think everyone can, but it takes some work. Now I just figure out the plan to get there. And 
maybe I've, I've probably been guilty as most people are in this business that we focus on the business rather than our life. And I think that's what hit home the most with me. Good. I love it. <laughs> thank you, Jeff. I appreciate you. Uh, thank you, Joe. I appreciate it. Cool. All right, guys, listen, uh, let's wrap this up. This is the real estate investing mastery podcast. And I hope you get some good value out of this. You know, it's like, Sometimes you just need somebody to maybe look at things a little differently. I do all the time. That's why I still have coaches and mentors in my life. I belong to three different masterminds, and I even started a local mastermind here in St. Louis to meet with local wholesalers. So it's really important you surround yourself with uh, people that can challenge you and aren't going to be stupid. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's like, so just something to think about. Like, I like Gary Vaynerchuk. I mean, he's a super cool guy. Obviously, he's real successful, but that guy works his butt off. And he is out there bragging about the hustle on New Year's or Christmas Eve. Like, you know, he's bragging on Christmas Eve about how he's working and everybody else is just being lazy. (laughs) Stop it. You don't need that kind of advice. All right. Does that make sense? So if you all listen to this, if you want to talk to me about getting some one-on-one help for you and your business, just go to coachjoe.net, coachjoe.net. There's nothing on there to sell. It's just, it's just an application page. We can get on the phone, talk about your current situation. Where do you want to be? And what are some of the things that are holding you back? And what are some steps that you can take? We'll get on the phone, help you kind of lay out a plan, see if we're a good fit, see if we can actually help you or not. And uh, it's pretty cool. So go check that out if you want at coachjoe.net. Go to realestateinvestingmastery.com to get the show notes of this and to listen to all of our other 600-something episodes. And by the way, Jeff, uh, do you have a website or someplace? Can people get a hold of you if they want to reach out to you? Or do you have a Facebook page or something like that? Yeah, so um, you can go to weofferoptions.com. That's our website. Okay. And um, I am actually going to start doing a podcast probably in March on creative financing. Cool. And uh, I, I'm going to ask Joe McCall to be on my podcast and some others um, from around the country. So I'm looking forward to that. And if you want to email me, you can email me at Wasatch Home Buyers with an S at gmail.com. Very good. Can you spell that? Wasatch, W-A-S-A-T-C-H, home, H-O-M-E, buyers, B-U-Y-E-R-S at gmail.com. Awesome. All right, Jeff. Jeff, thank you so much. I appreciate you taking the time to be on the call. Thanks, Joe. Appreciate it too. We'll see you all later. Bye-bye.